You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Father God, we thank you for once again, you are in this place. So Lord, we pray that tonight you would begin to reveal to us, God, not head knowledge, but revelation knowledge, God, that goes into our spirit, into our hearts. And may, Father God, may you be glorified in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. It is a miracle. My puppy here is calm and collected. God is good. <laughs> okay, I want you guys to imagine this. Every single day, every single day, you are given $86,400 every morning you wake up. But here's the thing, after the $84,600, at the end of the day, whatever you spent, you spent. Whatever you, whatever's left over, vanishes. And the very next day, you're given $84,400. But let me ask you this question. How many of you guys here would like that kind of a winning? That's every single day, someone's gonna hand you a check for $86,400. Sounds good, right? Let me ask you this. How many of you guys would go ahead and just sit with that money next to you and just let it sit? And say, you know, tomorrow I'm going to get another 84000 but this will go away. Or how many of you guys here would spend it all and maximize it, right? Because you know that whether you spend it or you keep it, doesn't matter. It's going away the next morning, but you're going to be a fresh new $86,400. How many of you guys here would could spend that yeah right you'd be like I'm gonna go ahead and spend this to the max am I right to the max and it's funny because people say like oh there's is there, is there such a thing is there such a thing as spend uh, of, of not being able to spend as much as you make but 84,000 you can do three things with it 86,000 sorry 86,400 dollars you can spend it, you can waste it, or you can invest it. Okay? But of course, even though you say, I want to invest it, come on, let's be real, you're going to also spend it too, knowing that you're going to get more money tomorrow. My friends, reality check, every single day you are given 86,400. 86,400 seconds is in a day of your life. So how are you living out those seconds of your life? I just paused. That was five seconds of your life. Done. 84, 86, 400. 86, 400. And when I, when I, when I, when I saw this, this motivational quote on TikTok, <laughs> when I saw this motivational quote, I started crying. I started crying. Because, you know, we have this whole, we have this whole uh, exercise, right? They say, well, the average life is 85 years old for women, and then men is like 79, I don't know. Anyways, but 85 years old, and then your age now, and then calculate how many more years you have left, 
and they say that that's your calculation. But can I just say this? In reality, we, that's not always the thing. So in reality, it's not living life up to 85, but it's how are you living your life today? How are you living your 86,400? Honestly, this TikTok, <laughs> this video rocked me so hard. I said to myself, if, I'm not going to, but if I were to get a tattoo, it would be 86,400. I would get that number on me. It rocked me that hard. Because I, I sat down on my chair saying, I just spent 90 seconds watching this video at least eight times. And it rocked me that hard. And the question that popped up, I would look at the comments, because comments are, are, are key to life. <laughs> but you look at the comments of the TikTok, and people are saying, how would you spend, and people are saying, I would, I would spend it on the phone with everybody I know, but I would, how are we spending it? Once again, the same thing goes for even though it's not money, it's time. You can spend it, you can waste it, or you can invest it. So tonight, the sermon is titled, Living Your Life as Though It Was Always Your Last. Today was your last. So because we have this 86400, how are you using that time? Are we letting it go by and wasteful? And just saying, well, you know, I'm just whatever, I'm just waiting. Waiting for what, retirement? Waiting for what? My friends, 86400 is what you have. And how do we live a life to its fullest? How do we, we just said, well, I would spend that. I would know, I would definitely make sure that knowing that tomorrow I get another 86,400. But can I tell you this right now? You, you, we say to ourselves, oh, I would definitely spend that money because knowing tomorrow I'll get another 86,000. Can I just say this? Time is much more valuable than money. Time is much more valuable than money. So how do we spend? How do we invest? How do we use up our 86,400 every single day and make sure we don't waste it? You know, we make 35,000 decisions every single day. Every one of us, I don't care who you are, we make 35,000 decisions every single day. And your life and my life is made up of the decisions that we make. And so tonight... I'm not going to encourage you to make all 35,000 decisions. But I would like for us to start a series here, whether I'm preaching or someone else's, but this thing called WTF. Okay, if you guys know the acronym of it, don't say it out loud. We're in church. Okay. <laughs> but WTF. The W I'm not talking about is what. <laughs> okay, what the F. But, but here's what I'm talking about WTF. In this next few weeks next three weeks, is living life to your fullest. It's because we do not want to waste the 86,400. We need to stop and start worrying less. Say worry less. Did you know that, psych, that, that, that there's all kinds of different books out there that would say this, that 90% of the things that we worry about never actually happen. 90% of the things we worry about never actually happen. And our, 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 our hypnotist, our master hypnotist over here, <laughs> in hypnosis, we, we've learned, I've learned that when we worry, we're programming our mind, we're visualizing something, 
and that's not even there. But Einstein, Einstein's pretty smart. Einstein says the subconscious mind does not know the difference between reality versus fake. So if you are worried and you're worrying about going on an airplane or jumping off a plane or, you know, and you're, you're over here worrying and you're over here worried about this, this bills or this, that, whatever else, what you're doing is you're telling your subconscious this is what's going on and you end up living out the worry even though it's not actually happening around you. Isn't that crazy? You say, okay, I'm, I'm worried to go to traffic court because if traffic court, they might give me a ticket. And all night, every night for the next couple of nights, you're, you're tossing and turning, you're worrying. Guess what? They're going to give you a ticket anyways. <laughs> but over here, you're torturing yourself for so many nights when just get to it when you get to it. Feel it at the moment, not all week. So if we're going to go ahead and spend this 86400 don't do it worrying. Because you only have this precious time. And if we spend our time, oh, I'm just worried about my bills, I'm just worried about my bills. Yes, yeah, sure, be concerned for it, but don't worry about it. You know, worry is opposite of prayer. Worry develops fear. And what, fe what, what faith is to God, fear is to the devil. If you say, oh, I'm just so fearful of this, I'm so fearful of that, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that, you are feeding the enemy's camp to torture your mind. And this is where people get the anxiety, get, they get the, the depression, they get the, because they're so worried about everything in their life. I'm worried about this to happen. I'm worried about that to happen. Has it happened? No, but I'm so worried. I'm tossing and turning. You're living your life as though it happened. And actually, even though it hasn't happened, you are praying to the devil that it happens because you're, you're expecting it to happen. The Bible says, Jesus says, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. Guess what? If you're tossing and turning, worried about X, Y, and Z, you're telling God, I'm expecting this to happen. Guess what's going to happen? So stop worrying. Now, here's the thing. I worry, but I've got to remind myself in this, today, or this past week, I was praying. We were coming back from Victorville, visiting her parents. Uh, happy birthday, Mom, um, to, to her mom. And I was praying, God, what is it you want me to preach about? And I was like, Lord, that's inappropriate. <laughs> But then, when the points came to me, the points came, no joke, a big, fat WTF. I was like, you want me to preach what? <laughs> but the first one was like, worry. People worry way too much. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. So the question I have for you is, what are you worried about? What are you so worried about in your life right now? What are we so concerned? Now, what does it mean to be worried versus concerned? Of course, I'm concerned to make sure the, the, can, the little lighter things don't put the house on fire. Hello. But I'm not worried about it. I'm tossing and turning. I'm, of course, I, would, I, 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 I don't want tofu to, you know, go to Zakiya because Zakiya might, like, snap him. <laughs> or vice versa. But actually, I, I hear more that she's more ruthless to him. Anyways, but I worry. Sure, sure, that's, that's a concern, but I don't worry about it. How do you know the difference between worry versus just a simple concern? If it consumes your mind for more than a minute. So if you say, you know, I have a concern making sure, did I turn off the oven? Okay, I think I did, moving on. But if you're like in your car 
and you're thinking about the oven, and you're replaying your mind like today I went to the bathroom, and you're really you're really that concerned about it, to the point where how I know my, I know someone my my mom my mom hi mom my mom Eden she was one time was so concerned about turning off the oven, she says I she got made you she made a U-turn, and turn off the oven. I remember this back when we were living over in uh, San Jose, Santa Clara. She went back, turned around, we are going to the mall. The mall's like maybe like two blocks away, like so close. But she went around and turned off the oven herself. She, and then she went back and looked at it, okay, it's off. She went off. And then she called my dad, was coming home from work. Can you double check that I turned off the oven? And then she's like, yeah, you turned off the oven. The office, okay, okay, just making sure. And she came back home and she just walked right in and the oven was off. She's like, okay, it's off. I was like, Mom, you're telling me the entire two, two hours we were at the mall, you were concerned about the oven? Yeah. Then my dad comes out mad. You didn't close the garage! <laughs> He's like, we could have been robbed! <laughs> but what's interesting is that my mom was so consumed, I remember that so distinctly because I was like, oh, that's so funny! My mom's a comedian, by the way. Anyways, <laughs> so he was like, you didn't close the garage, but she was so concerned with the oven. But isn't that interesting? That our life can be so consumed by something that we forget other things. It says here in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, it reminds me of the story of Jesus um, with the disciples in the boat. They, Jesus was sleeping in the boat, and the storm came upon them. And the Bible says, very interesting, that Jesus was sleeping on the cushions. Now, what's really interesting is that the Bible, every word that's in there, has some sort of meaning. It's not just, it's not just like out there. But all four Gospels shares the story of Jesus in the boat, but specifically, he talks about Jesus sleeping on a cushion. On a cushion. They can't just say he's sleeping. But he's sleeping on a cushion. And when I looked that up, when we actually we did a study that in the Bible college, they talked about Jesus was not just sleeping, but he was like fully relaxed. The deepest of relaxation you could ever be. In the middle of a storm, the disciples were crazy. Oh my gosh, we're going to... They even questioned Jesus to his face when he was sleeping over there. Do you even care that we drown? Like, hello, bro. If you drown, I drown, man. Come on. <laughs> but the disciples went to Jesus so panicked while he was sleeping on a cushion. Do you care that we drown? And what did Jesus do? He stood up. This is where his, the famous verse is. He looked at the winds and the waves and he says... Quiet, be still. And the disciples were like, whoa, who is this? Even the winds and the waves listen to him. But here's the revelation that I love about that story. The revelation of that story. You guys remember that story, right? The revelation behind that story is Jesus could not command the peace to the earth but because unless he was at first at peace. You can only command on your outer world what you have on your inner world. And if in your inner world always worry, question, doubt, fear, and if in your insides always this negative, negative Nancy, sorry for Nancy's out there, then guess what? All you can command in your outer world 
is the exact thing that you're carrying in the inside. Jesus had peace and was in peace. Then he came out and demanded peace. We should not worry, but let your requests be made known to God through prayer and petition. And with thanksgiving, present yourself your request to God. And here's what the promise is. Verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And here's the promise. Verse 7, and the peace of God. Say peace. Peace, peace of God. Which transcends. What's the, word, what's the word transcend mean? Someone smart. Go beyond. Boom. There you go. Go beyond all understanding. All logic is out the door. Beyond all logic. See, it makes logic to worry about whatever it is you're worried about. It makes sense. It makes sense. But the peace of God will go beyond your understanding. Beyond the logic. And well, here's the, here's the kicker. Will try, beyond your understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Why? Why guard the heart and the mind? Because that heart, what you care for, and what your inner being and your mind, is the battleground for the enemy to attack you. My friends, Satan cannot touch you. He can only lie to you. He can only lie to you. You should be worried about this, fear. You should be worried about that, fear. You should be worried about this, fear. Fear, fear. And the moment the enemy can get you fearful about so many things, you begin to lose focus and trust in God. That's why you must make your petition known to God. And the peace of God, the peace of God, which transcends, goes beyond all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So for us to live our life to the fullest, we must worry less. The next point I want to make here is T, to be thankful always. If we have a, a life that worries less, that doesn't even, not say have a care in the world, but lives a life that's, that's, that's worry, worry free and just say, God, I trust in you. And then you have a life that's thankful Thankful, you know the non-Christians out there, the people who are who are, you know, whatever New Age and 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 all, whatever else, they will even say gratitude is the key to life. If we have a thankful mind, a thankful heart, imagine how your life would look like if you didn't worry, but you had a heart of gratitude everywhere you went, everywhere you went. Have you ever met someone who is always grateful? And you hated being around them. No, I haven't. Someone who has a heart full of gratitude, you feel good. Because everything about you and them, about everything about them makes you feel good about you. There was a person I met a few years back at our old church. And says, you know, I just want to say, he came up to me at our Brazilian church and said, I'm trying to think of his name, the guy's name. But he just says, I just want to say thank you for being you. And I seriously was like, what do I do, man? <laughs> Here I am, this like 19-year-old, what do I do? And he was like, no, thank you for being you. I'm like, okay, thank you. And every single time I saw him, Wendell, that's his name, Wendell. He's a, he's a mechanic in South San Francisco. Wendell, every time I saw Wendell, after he told me that, I just looked at him, I'm like, that dude, I like that guy. 
And every single time he saw me, he's like, hey, thank you. I'm like, and he's, he's just thing. It crushed my heart when I found out he does everybody. <laughs> but, but you know what, though? He makes, even though he does everybody, I feel so amazing about it. Because I go to him, I'm like, hey, Wendell, how are you? He's like, oh, I'm happy to be alive, man. You do know I'm grateful for you. And I'm like, wow. Can you just think about, can you just feel that energy? Someone saying to you, I'm grateful for you just being you. When you have a heart of gratitude, it's hard to be bitter. When you have a heart of gratitude, it's hard to be negative. When you have a heart of gratitude, it's hard to be pissed off. Because you're just grateful. And can I just say this? Gratefulness is the password. Thank you is a password to heaven. If you ever, ever, ever wonder, how do I tap into the presence of God? The words are, thank you. Psalms 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. In order for us to tap into the presence of God, it's simply thank you. I challenge every single one of us here tonight that sometime this week, go in your private of your own room, in your car, when the car's not moving, close your eyes and just seriously say thank you. And list out what you're actually grateful for. Now, don't do like a list like, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for that, I'm grateful. Don't make it a list. Make it from the heart. What are you truly grateful for? God, thank you. Thank you. And how do you do that? Think about where you were in the past. Because look at this. You may not be where you ought to be, but you're not where you used to be. You heard that quote before. So think to yourself, where was I four years ago, five years ago? Financially, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, whatever. And saying, you know what, I'm not where I ought to be. I'm not sorry, I'm not where I should be, but I'm not where I used to be. So that's something to be grateful for. And in, in the aspect of hypnosis, just visualizing where was I and where am I today? God, thank you. Thank you. When we are gr grateful, when we have an attitude of gratefulness, things begin to look different in your eyes. Things begin to look different in your eyes. Now, back to Wendell. I remember asking before we left that church. I said, Wendell, can I ask you, why, why, what inspired you to tell me that you were grateful for me? He goes, but I am, brother. I'm like, I get it. But what inspired you? What inspired you to do that? And he says, my uncle... He hates everybody. He hates everybody. And he died a bitter old man who no one showed up for his funeral but Wendell. But Wendell. He was the only one who showed up at the funeral. Because he was asked by the sister of, of this uncle, so his aunt, to do the funeral as, as a minister. He showed up as the minister. Not even the mom or the, 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 the sister showed up. Nobody. You think, and I was like, you're joking to me. He's like, I can show you the photos of the camera. Because he's like, this is, he's just stood there crying for his uncle. And he asked for the security camera. There's not even a, photographer, a camera, security camera of an empty funeral room. And the, 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 the uncle paid for whatever, uh, whatever, whatever, uh, 
arrangements because he was dying from some illness. So he paid for the arrangements. Sister said, can you do the funeral? Sister didn't even show up. And here's the reason why. I guess what he, what he told me was, he actually told the nurse and doctor, my last dying wish is that everyone would die. Especially this person. He was that bitter. I don't know the full story. I don't know the, any story. But Wendell told me from that moment on, when he, when he showed up to that man's funeral, he says, he was not grateful for anyone. So I'll be grateful for everyone. But can you imagine your life grateful when you have a heart of gratitude towards everybody, towards life? Tofu pisses me off sometimes. <laughs> you know, Angela was uh, busy for, you know, for the day, and she asked me to watch Tofu. And then I forgot I had an appointment with Ali to do some filming for our course that we're doing for um, crypto, so crypto. Anyways, and so we were in there for a few hours filming, and I just left Tofu just to be Tofu. I forgot Tofu was here. I was just in the moment, you know. We're filming the course, we're recording, we're doing this whole thing. I come out, the whole floor was flooded with water. I go outside of my patio. My, my, my chair has like been pulled apart. I look over here, the, the, the dog food was tipped over, so he ate a lot of it. So can you imagine how pissed off I was? I was like, I'm ready to strangle this mofo. And Angela came home, she's like, I'm on my way home, like, you better come home now. And here she is coming over, I'm over here like, trying to clean up, because you know, whatever. So we're all cleaning. I'm cleaning up over here, and I'm like, Angela? I told Angela, I know Joe says to Angela, like, how old is he? He's six months, okay, okay, one year, okay, I'm giving him six months. In six more months, if he's one year old, he's still this way, we're getting rid of him. <laughs> and there have been moments where Angela respond, calls back, the text in the back, the owner who sold us tofu, we're giving tofu back, <laughs> right? Because there's been times where I'm like, Ugh. but then, you know, this, this, the, uh, the other day, we were sleeping at um, uh, 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 her, her parents' house, and tofu was sleeping on bed with me. And tofu would not stop licking me. He would not stop licking me. But the part is the aspect that he loves me. And then it's funny. It's not funny. It's maybe not funny to her, but it's funny to me. But the next morning, she wakes up, Angela wakes up, and says, how come Tofu loves you more than me? Oh. <laughs> right? And I was like, and I started to pause before answering, whatever. And I was just like, this little rascal? This little rascal? Like, you know what? All right, I love him. <laughs> But in spite of the heartache, in spite of the, the craziness, there's more love than hate. <laughs> I guess I say that right now, tomorrow I'll watch it, you know, messes up everything. But here's the thing, when you have great gratitude, when I have gratitude towards this little rascal, my anger vanishes. Cause like, you know what though, this guy does bring my wife joy. This guy does bring me joy. You know what? He's a freaking mess, right, Jade? <laughs> every every hour is a cleanup of stuff. But this guy's a little mess. But like, you know what? All right. I see it as a business. Like, okay, I'll keep investing in you. You know, <laughs> because it's like he's expensive. Anyways, but the moment you're grateful, you can't be bitter, you can't be angry, you can't, you just can't because gratitude and anger, gratitude and, and hatred cannot go. Come together. 
So my friends, my question for you is this. The biggest stressor in your life right now, what can you find to be grateful for? What can you be fine to be grateful for? So WTF, and the last point here I have is we must W, worry less, T, be thankful always, and F, the hardest one I believe, is to forgive more. <laughs> when we forgive more, we begin to live our life to the absolute fullest. We're not guaranteed anything else in life right now. We're not. There's nothing in life that's guaranteed. But one thing is guaranteed. One thing is definitely guaranteed. Well, besides taxes. But there are those who avoid taxes. So it's not completely guaranteed. <laughs> but here's what's guaranteed. Is that one day we will pass. And the question is, did we live out our life with bitterness and anger and hatred? Or did we live life fully with embrace to everybody. If we live a life and say, oh, well, this person caused me so much bitterness, so much hate, you know, I have so much anger, I can't forgive this person. There's been someone out there, some people out there, you know, a, a, a distant relative who caused me to go to jail because of money. Because they tried coming at me for money. And at first, I rehearsed the very thing I would tell that person in my jail cell, so angry. So, so angry. And I remember talking to, to someone and said, when you have this unforgiveness and you're rehearsing this thing, you think you're hurting that person? The person being hurt is you. The person who's being hurt by this unforgiveness, this bitterness, this anger, this strife within your heart is you. And here's the crazy part, okay? I've been mentioning this a lot, but hypnosis, because it's true that our lives are in the subconscious. So it's not trying to be hypnosis, but trying to actually, it's facts. Our life is subconscious. When we have this unforgiveness towards certain people, what ends up happening is we rehearse in our mind the unforgiveness, the hurt, the pain, and we then relive the pain that we have in our mind. And then we relive it and we relive it. And now you can never get past it because we're reliving the pain, the vivid memory of what they did, said, or whatever, or didn't do or say. So what happens is we need to understand to forgive them. Stephen, how do I forgive a person who's hurt me so bad? How do I forgive a person who's ruined my entire life? We're going to talk about that in week three. This will be a little serious here. Worry less thankful always, forgive more. My friends, forgiveness is such a heavy topic because if we were to go in every single one of our hearts and x-ray it, there is somebody that has offended us like we've never imagined. Maybe some of us have never even thought about it, like, wow, I actually still harness that in me. Colossians 3.13 Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. My friends, for us to live life to our fullest, and as though every single day is our last, we need to understand that forgiveness is the key. So the question is, who do we harness unforgiveness towards? 
We want to make sure that we live our life empty. Not empty in the sense of a negative term, but empty as in, I've given my all. I've done my all. I was, I was worryless. I was, I was not worried. I was, I was living life present. I was not worried about the future, the past. I don't have any worry that consume me. I live a life of gratitude and thankfulness every day of my life. And I forgave every person who's ever crossed me. And my friends, if this is challenging, every one of these points. Sure, it sounds pretty to say it. But in reality, if we were to go down every single one of those things, what am I worried about? What am I thankful for? Who do I need to forgive? This is dang hard. But it's my prayer that every single one of us would find the revelation through Jesus about this sermon tonight. And that we begin to digest this and, and really peel back the curtain in our hearts. We can put on a facade to one another. We can say, hey, everything's fine. Everything's great. But I pray that you would take it to God. You would take it to God sometime this week, tonight maybe, and say, Lord, I have a challenge in the worrying part, in the thankfulness part, in the forgiving part. And here's the thing. The Lord is so good and gracious. He will work with you. He will do a heart transplant he will move you in your spirit but you have to be willing to let him in and be real with him say lord this is my challenge i don't want to deal with this bs so tonight with every eyes closed every head bowed first and foremost for those watching online and those who are here None of this is possible for us to live our life to the fullest, living every day as those are last, without the knowledge or relationship with Jesus. So if you're here tonight or you're watching online, I want to give you the opportunity to begin this relationship with Jesus. If you say, I don't know if I even started this relationship, well, tonight can be your night. If you maybe say, I have had, but you know, I want to redo this, rededicate this life of mine. If that's you tonight, just look at me. And those of you online, just go ahead and shoot us an email. And I want to pray this prayer. Everyone pray this prayer out loud. Say, Dear Jesus, come into my heart. I make you Lord of my life. I don't understand it all. But I proclaim that tonight my sins are forgiven. Heaven is my home. And God is my Father. Thank you for your salvation. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And if you pray that prayer online or here, please make sure to let me know so that we can send you the ebook. We know we haven't published yet, but we have the ebook already done of living your abundant life that we wrote. Thanks to Casey. <laughs> so we'll send it to you. So make sure you email us. And tonight, also for those who are here and for those online, I want to pray a prayer for all of us here who says, you know what, Stephen? As we're beginning this series, I already know that I need to work on WTF the worry the thanksgiving and the forgiveness if you say Stephen I confess I have challenges in these apartments can you just look at me and wink at me amen 
Father God, tonight I pray for every person who's honest with themselves and who struggle. Holy Spirit, you know our hearts, you know our challenges, you know our circumstances. We can put out a facade and fake the funk with everyone else around us, but Lord, you know it all. So Holy Spirit, begin to do surgery on our hearts. Begin to move mightily in our lives. We give you permission, Father, to move on our behalf. Lord, I pray that tonight as we begin this series of WTF, God, that you would begin to move mightily. We give you all the glory, the honor, the praise. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.